host's name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hopel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, kill me. It's a Chad Dukes show. It's a Chad Dukes show. It's a Chad Dukes show. Happy Earth Day, everybody. And by Earth Day, I'm not saying the way you wish happy birthday to everybody. It's a Chad Duke show. 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 If you're confused by my last statement, you probably should be. Wishing someone a happy Earth Day in my generation also means wishing them a happy birthday. You could also say more life, happy G-Day, happy Glow Day. But wishing someone a happy Earth Day, you know, it's another another year on this Earth. It's uh, It's pretty annoying. Um, and you should be annoyed, but I will not be, uh, telling you about more of the, the dialogue that people that are 24 use, uh, much longer. Cause we have a packed show today on the Chad Duke show. I am Gigantor. I am filling in today for big shoot who is out with money monk gallivanting. I believe at flying ace farm in Lovettsville, Virginia, where we will be having the Chad Duke Show first annual pancake dinner and toss on the 14th of May. But today they are uh, they're chopping it up and screwing it over there. Uh, so I am holding down the Friday show. Always a big thank you to Money Monk, who is our presenting sponsor. Uh, you could check out Monk's Barbecue at 251 North 21st Street in Percival, Virginia. Monk's Barbecue on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to see some really hurtful messages from Monk, you can just check my phone. Because it's a competition, it's the Chad Duke show, it's a competition with him, with everything, and then I believe yesterday, on yesterday's show, uh, Duke's asked me a question in a hypothetical, you know, who's the nicest person you can think of top of mind? I said Loud Goat. Pretty good, pretty safe answer. Get a text from Monk today, oh, so Goat is the nicest person you can think of. I'm going to make you a shit sandwich tonight. Tonight we're doing the sandwich Hootenanny. Featuring Tom Lavero and Money Monk, and obviously Dukes will be here. We'll have the whole crew up here enjoying some sandwiches as Monk uh, got himself a, a premium deli slicer. So we'll have that tonight on Chad Duke's show on Facebook at 7 p.m. Cold start. So make sure you're tuned in there. But now my sandwich is in jeopardy because yesterday in a throwaway hypothetical, I said that Goat was the nicest person that I know. Monk is not. And... This sentiment has been echoed and started by Dukes also. Monk is one of the most generous people I know. I'd put him in the top three easily. But generosity and niceness are a little bit different. 
Monk is uh, mean at times when he is uh, feels like he's being slighted, which, you know, if you're getting slighted, some people could take the high road and, and you know, act like it doesn't really bother them or it's not going to affect them. Monk will wear his emotions on his sleeve in that circumstance. So I, I guess I'll be prepping my own sandwich tonight, which is uh, a little disappointing because I know he's bringing in the meats and the cheeses and the breads. Well, everyone's going to have their musters. We're going to have some chips up here. It's going to be a good time. It should be a very, very fun show. But I can't have you in my personal top five nice list if you're threatening me about not being on the nice list. That doesn't work. That the, the wires there, they don't cross that way. They're not, they're not, you need to see how that works, Monk. You need to see the threats are not going to make me say in the next time Dukes uh, wants to know who I think is the nicest person off the top of my head. Getting a threat, threatening message like that is not going to crack it. It can't work like that. Uh, but regardless, uh, they are uh, having a lot of fun out there um, at Flygaze Farm, and we are going to have a lot of fun on this show today. We had a huge week on the show. Uh, we covered a lot. We had um, we had a great guest who you'll hear from today. Uh, Ricochet from the WWE was on the show this week, and he's a, a lot of fun, and he is a man that I would dream of uh, ending up looking like if I were to actually get into the Iron House of Gains. Uh, but he is really good. Really fun interview there. Uh, Duke's got a pair of sneakers, which is very nice. Um, and then somehow he turned it into a major problem, which is odd. Uh, well, that's kind of what he does. It was a very nice gift. He got some Pacifico sneakers. And then now he feels like the sneakers are a burden uh, because he doesn't want to get them dirty. Uh, so you'll hear some of that. We'll talk about man fears. Or you'll hear about some man fears today on the show, which... I am going to be in the throes of um, as I have an empty house for the next full week. Uh, no bro dogs in the house of happiness. Oh, sorry. There's a fire truck blaring down Main Street. Regardless, I'm going to be all alone uh, in the house of happiness, which means I, I, I guess I'll be sleeping with my swords because I, I, I it's the first time I think ever. I mean, I've been you know, home alone before, but that's in the parents' house, or you know everything is. This is the first time really moved out for an extended period of time where I will be home alone. So the creaks uh, in the house, you know, if there's foundation settling, the air conditioner's turning on, whatever it is, maybe I won't be getting the best of sleep, but we'll power through. And then uh, we're going to answer some of your questions on Ask Shude, uh, where, you know, I, I thought we had a pretty good one, and then there's a couple little surprises Uh scattered through there, which I think were pretty enjoyable. Regardless, the Friday show is supposed to show you what happened on the on the week before and in hopes that you would subscribe if you are a free listener. This is the meat of the show. Uh, there are obviously some some fantastic segments earlier on the week that have gripped the ears of the listening demographic more than I would have expected them to. But it did, so if you want to hear more about that, you can uh, definitely subscribe at chaddukeshow.com. So, without further ado, I would love to take you all on the jo- on the voyage of funny. 
Everyone, you are invited to a nightmare on Main Street at Commonwealth Dry Goods this Saturday, April 23rd at 12 p.m. to celebrate the fourth anniversary of Commonwealth Dry Goods and halfway to Halloween. Head on over to at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to see all of the action that will be taking place on Saturday, including a new candle release, a costume contest, brand new t-shirts, prizes, and much, much more. I had a. I took a nap. You're not gonna believe this, but I took a nap the other day, and I uh, during the nap, uh, he called me on the phone, which he doesn't usually do because he's down in, in Puerto Rico. And I missed the call. I was like, "Oh, I wonder what he called me for." And I went downstairs, and there was a, a package, a rather sustainable, a large package, rather uh, substantial is what I meant to say, um, sitting on the counter. And so I opened it up, and it was a giant box of Pacifico. Uh, and I said, "Who sent me a fucking box of Pacifico through the mail?" I mean, that would be incredible. Um, and then I grabbed the box. And it was uh, very light, and I opened it up, and I realized they are Pacifico high tops. Which um, what you didn't see them? Wow, that's look. Check out my that's uh, pretty cool. Check the Instagram real quick. It's uh, Duke's the DJ on Instagram. If you want to check it out, and I was like, holy shit, these are Pacifico shoes. Like I could wear these when I'm drinking Pacifico, because that's what you want to do. Is you want to have your Pacifico shoes when you're drinking Pacifico. Um, and then I looked at them, and I'm like. This is why I don't understand sneaker culture at all. And I never will understand sneaker culture. And I hate the fact that there's a term sneaker culture. It, it drives me insane. Um, if I were to put these shoes on my feet, I don't know how everyone else goes about their... There, there's a line in a Nelly song <laughs> where he said, the last person that scuffed him, I done shot him. And, and I would assume, <laughs> I would assume that's why... People when they wear the air, they used to wear the Air Force ones out to the club. Somebody would kick them, they get scuffed. A fight would break out. I'm looking at these shoes. They're, I could approximately wear them for 37 seconds yeah. before they're just gonna look. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely dropping queso all over them. It's it's a hundred percent chance. If anybody kicks the side of them, you're immediately gonna be distraught because somehow they haven't really figured out a way. Because then I started, so then I started asking my wife like, well. What, can I protect these shoes anyway? She goes, well, I have leather protector. And I'm like, well, will that keep them from the scuffing? No. Well, then what What can I do? Well, you can use the magic eraser. Well, does that take the scuff off? Not all the time. I'm like, oh, my God. So now, now I'm invested. Like, now I've got this. And I'm like, well, he probably paid several hundred dollars for these shoes. Like, I got to figure out if I should even be wearing them. And I go on eBay, and they're 60 bucks. So I'm like, all right, so do, do I spend as much as the shoes? You can't hear about like that. <laughs> I, so I say, do I do I spend as much as the shoes cost on products to keep the shoes clean so that I can wear the shoes? Because they're the type of shoes tour. They're rather ostentatious. Yeah. I mean, I had some guy leave me a comment, that fit is fresh on the shoes. And I'm like, I don't even know what that fucking means. Like, this isn't my walk of life, right? You could put on a fresh fit with those shoes. I, that's what I've heard. And I, that, they're I, loud. I got to wear my Jimmy <laughs> Fallon tight pants with them fucking shoes. Now, you might not get into the cigar lounge with the Z-Man. And, and <laughs> I don't think the Z-Man's going to let me in. But, here, but in my world, like when Chris Stapleton puts out a new record, like a lot of people message me. Nobody ever says there's a new pair of Nikes out for you that you need to get. Right. D d here's my question, Monk. Those are cool shoes. Yeah. I like those shoes. But if I wear those shoes once, they will be ruined 100%, especially if it's out to a bar. Like, if I bring them down to the Outer Banks and I and we go to Plaza Azteca and we're, me and Tor drinking more than one of those Pacifico beers, which I know you don't like to do, you're very offended by that. Um, those things are coming back and they're not going to be 
it, it, those type of shoes need to be clean. Like I, I've got other shoes that you can wear around. Like if they're fucked up, nobody's. If you're wearing a pair of Vans, it doesn't fucking matter if they're yeah. all chewed up. As a matter of fact, it's probably better for the people to wear Vans. Yeah, as soon as those get dirty and scuffed up, they're gonna look like crap. But I'm already having, I'm already having anxiety about the shoes, and I haven't even worn them yet. I think you pull these out once a year. I thought about throwing them away. I think these are your these are your Cinco de Mayo shoes. I thought about throwing them away. You don't need to throw them away. Your best shot is just the magic eraser. That that is that is. The, I don't I don't it, want the commitment. This you know what this is like. Uh -huh. Do you remember when like someone would give your kid like a goldfish for a fucking pet? I mean, I remember but if someone gives you like, oh, yeah, here I'm gonna bring you a gerbil. Yeah. Oh great, a whole bunch of work for me. Like thanks so much, and then they get to say I gave you a nice gift. I hate on hell for this. I, I I'm now in this fucking world that I don't want to be in. Because I'm like, oh, I'd like to wear my Pacifico shoes, but then like, what if I'm wearing my normal fucking stupid Duluth dungarees? Like, I can't wear those with these fucking shoes. Like, I now need to go out and buy a vest or whatever people wear now. I don't know. I, I gotta buy a big fucking sombrero, which I don't mind necessarily. <laughs> but it's like, it's in a. I just feel like he signed me up for like a whole fucking new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. That I wasn't. You know, I kind of stay away from that world. I think. Uh... Or did he just buy me shoes? <laughs> He might have just bought you. Sh uh, I think he, I think he's trying to torture me. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's angry at me about something. He's angry at me because of the Jay Balvin joke, and then I, I fuck. I'm being tortured by these shoes. You'll be fine with the shoes. They won't. If they get dirty, they won't be that dirty. But, it, it won't be enough to really take away from. But it. but you go out to cockroach collagens, right? Like yeah, that's, all the time. That I would wear those shoes out there, right? Uh, you could, but it, it, that's where do I wear those shoes? Um, I think you would wear those just walking around town. Get the fuck no, out of here. You so could. So I'm going to Harris Teeter and I'm going to fucking Second and Charles and all the dumb stores that I go to. I wear my my Pacifico shoes. I think I've seen enough of your your shirts and shorts. You put on those. Uh, you got the White Castle shorts. I do have some White Castle. I almost wore those today. So you you get the Pacifico <laughs> shoes, Pacific White Castle shorts. You're steezing. So you gotta what is? Hold on. What does that mean? I don't. I don't know if I want to steeze. That sounds very strange. Yeah, you're looking good. Nah, what I want to do is yeet those shoes into the fucking <laughs> into the fucking landfill. Is what I want to do. Oh, no, you can. Uh, I mean, what does teasing mean? Yeah, you, you know, you're, you're flexing, you know, on everybody. You, we used to say flossing when I was coming up oh, in floss, the streets. Yeah, I yeah. was flossing. Flossing's still there. Flossing's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, somebody fucking tell. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna. I had a bad breath joke, but I'm not gonna out that person. <laughs> I don't want out that person on their bad breath. I could see you wearing the Pacifico shoes, Jester. <laughs> Someone tell Jester what flossing is. <laughs> Matt flossing. <laughs> You can wear those out to a movie. You know, a movie. If, if you're going to uh, Alamo Draft House, you're wearing those shoes. I remember we uh, drank some beers outside. You're wearing the beers outside. I do like drinking beer. Those seem like drinking outside. At, you yeah. have to be outside. At Alamo. I mean, they get covered in. It's yeah, there's it's filth all over the floor yeah. of the Alamo. That's what I'm saying, Tor. Every place I would wear those shoes, there's filthy circumstances, and then they're going to get dirty, and then I either I've had a decision to make. I either have worn the shoes once, yeah. and I have to throw them out, or I have to sit there and then go through. What all you fucking people go through when you're cleaning your sneakers up all the time? It takes two minutes. It does not. It does it not. Does. And then it doesn't it's work. Fair. It doesn't work. And then it's a different color. And it just sits there. I know this world. This world stinks. It's why I stopped buying baseball hats. You have to break in. Like, oh, you got to put the rubber band right on the baseball. Then you got to put it through the washer. Just once, they're like, fuck off. I'm going to take it out of the box and put it on my head. That's what I want to do. Yeah. You guys put a lot into your shoes. I don't. I 
I've been wearing these same shoes for two weeks since yeah, I've been wearing the same. Just because I don't even tie my shoes. No, you wear day. Crocs and Merles. That, that's that's <laughs> no, I got, wear, I got the, tell you something. I got the black New Balance shoes. Let me tell you something. That's a Merles guy. He's a Mer- he was. Oh, I was. Do you remember? Oh my god. Well, no, I asked Tor for shoe advice, and, and then, then he, he told you he bought you the, the no slip no slipums fucking uh, Applebee shoes. He wears every day. The big thick soles. He's got good shoes. That's what you're wearing. He does not. As a matter of fact, you gave him bad advice. I think I tied them once, and I just slipped them on. now. When Monk, Monk. Walks into a room. Every single person says it's either Crocs or Merles. That's the only thing, and it was. That's what he wore. And you can always just kind of tell the guy walking around. If you see a guy wearing camouflage Crocs, just I don't be, wear Crocs. That guy, it's Crocs. washed up for that dude. Like it's fucking over for him. Like get away from him as quickly as possible. And I know Tor wants to tell me that like Crocs are back in in a big way. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the camo. Crocs I guy know, walking yeah. around with his daughter. Like go fuck yourself. No, you won't see me in Crocs. That- Fucking life preservers on my feet down there. I, I watched the fucking guy walk. I could just see him walking down the street. I'm like, I don't even need to look at him. Those are Merles, and they're tied so tight with big bows coming off of them. Yeah. And I look right down, and that's exactly what he was fucking wearing. Oh, the only thing worse is when they tie him around the back of their ankles. Have you seen that? No, oh, I guarantee. Oh, I guarantee our guy. We got a guy right across the fucking street from us right here that would do that. Me? You were wearing Merles for years when I met you. I was. They lasted a long time. I could oh, buy, you know. I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a good thing. Why well, don't put a lot into fashion? It's not a lot into fashion. It's about not immediately letting people know that you don't care about anything or yourself when you walk into a room. And if you walk into a room wearing Merles, it means that you don't care about yourself. Well, Tor, Tor hooked me up. So please yeah. never wear Merrells again. I'm not. Thank I'm you. Not. But you're saying he hooked you up. He's wearing shoes that you could order out of the back of a catalog if you're working at fucking TGI Fridays. I think those are strong shoes for, for monks. I, 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 I think if we put that up to the bro, if we took him to the bro dog's house and what do you think of these shoes, I think there would be a lot of, may I? Uh-huh. Joning going. On. I don't think there would be any joning. I think there would be massive joning going on. <laughs> After they were done, they broke up their uh, Ant Man's fan club fucking meeting they have every week. On May 14th at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia, we are having our first ever Chad Duke Show pancake dinner and toss, but that's not all. We are also hosting a Nintendo 64 Mario Kart tournament, a sausage gravy showdown, a live broadcast, and much more, including our new CD release, a special seltzer release, and as always, prizes. Hope to see you there, everybody. Friendos, we are just weeks away from prime home selling season in the District of Columbia and surrounding areas. You know that retail inventory is at its lowest point in nearly 20 years right now. Think about that. You will never be able to sell your home for more than you can right now. And even if you're curious, not the way Taurus curious, a different type of curious about your home and what it's worth, call Joe Azer. One-stop shop. For getting you all the information you need to make the right decision for you and your family for years to come. Why would you pay another listing agent, some jabroni, 3% when you can have Joe Azer and get it done for 1%? And that's an expert. Thousands of thousands of dollars you're going to save and get better customer service for your home sale. Give him a call. See what he can do for you. You've heard Dad, uh, Dad uh, Pukes, Fetch, Stads, Fuchs, Bradley Fuchs to the third. You've heard me say this before. Joe will take care of everything from start to finish. Quick repairs, done. High quality photography, done. All the contract work, staging the property, anything. Joe helps with that too. The pros pro. Don't take my word for it. Go to Zillow and read the hundreds of reviews on Joe Azer. You can't fix those, can't fake those. Call Joe, 571 989 Azer. That is 571 989 2937. Tell him Big Shooter sent you and buy him a pair of long pants. 
Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. Chad Duke Show, very excited. I think many of you know I'm a huge WWE fan. Joining us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline as we speak is one of the best in the game. No stranger to the intercontinental title, Mr. Ricochet from the WWE is with us right now on the Chad Duke Show. Ricochet, great to have you on the program, buddy. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for of course, dude. Um, very excited for the first time in three years. It's actually just a stone's throw from the studio here. The WWE will be back at Fairfax Eagle nice. Bank Arena. Um, it's so exciting to see you guys getting. Well, let me start there, bud. Like, what type of a learning experience was it for you personally? You've wrestled all over this world. You're a veteran in this game. Um, to wrestle in front of small crowds is different than wrestling in front of no crowds. To um. To go through COVID and to go through everything that you guys went through as far as performing and there's a WrestleMania in front of nobody. We never thought we'd see the day. What type of a learning experience was that like for you? It was definitely an experience for sure. It was definitely from going from having people, especially the the, the size of the audience that the WWE attracts. Right. So going from that down to performing at the performance center in front of nxt hopefuls you know what i mean and being able to then go to the thunderdome with the the screens and the monitors i mean for the first five years of my career i wrestled in front of basically nobody <laughs> you know what i mean sure. so that's where you that's where i learned that's where how i learned in front of basically nobody so it kind of brought you back to that time but at the same time like you have to perform at the level of a WWE superstar. So it's, it's, it's definitely a learning experience in, in, in that aspect, but it's still, it's, it's something, you know, it is a little bit harder not having the live audience there with the electricity and the, the adrenaline that they give and the, the atmosphere that they bring. But at the same time, it was like being an artist. I feel like I'm an artist. And so being able to go out there and just and portray my artist, because there's still millions of people watching at home, you right. know, the million people at home are watching. So you still like you go out there and you give it your all. But definitely having them back is is is, is much better experience. But it definitely it, it took some adjusting. But I think everyone is professional and everyone went out there and did it to the best of their abilities and gave some people some really good product. Like you said, they held they held a, a WrestleMania there. So it was. I mean, the product seemed to me like what whatever was going on, and for you specifically, you know, it, internally, I think you guys do a good job of, especially if like fans are being rowdy or whatever. Like I, that's a very interesting skill you have of not letting that affect your ability to perform. Um, but especially with your your in ring arsenal, you know, some of the things that you bring to the table. Like I would imagine you you know, hey, I'm going to pull this off. You're expecting a reaction from the crowd, and it's there. That's rewarding, and it's motivating um I, I would assume that that's you're, you're using different muscles if that's not there because again i'm sure you're wrestling in a you know a fire hall someplace in front of 25 drunks that's going to be a different reaction than if you're at you know capital one in front of twenty thousand wrestling fans but still it's there um so much of professional wrestling to me seems like it's built on energy and interacting with the crowd whether it's positive or negative it, it would seem to me to be almost a different skill yeah it definitely is a different skill um 
whether it's the 25 people or 25,000 people, like the, the, the reaction is there. And so to not to go from that to not having a really reaction, it is a different skill because you're performing differently kind of. Right. There's a lot of heat off the crowd and you moments pause because of the crowd. And so it's, it's, it's all about finding that perfect balance really of kind of, I guess it's like in studio, tapings and live taping you know like it's it's uh it's definitely a different skill for sure talk to me about i, I say this all the time I'm, I'm a big fan of your industry but i have lots of fans to listen that just you know watch football and basketball and i try to explain to them the difference between a house show and a televised show and i said well you know it's fun to be there when the pyro is going off and you know there's tv cameras but house shows are so intimate and we, we saw that video that you made the rounds where Roman Reigns gets out there and he kind of drops character for a little bit and asks people not to record him. We know how that goes, but it's it's those moments. It's like Edge wins the title at a house show and it's like, oh my god! There's you guys are able to express yourself differently. You interact with the crowd differently. It, it always feels more intimate to me, and that's why whenever there's a house show coming to town, um, I always recommend people check it out because it's always a different experience and you guys get to interact with the crowd differently um how much more different is it as a performer when you know hey the tv cameras aren't going to be there tonight no yeah it's definitely we get to interact a little bit more actually um we get to you know after our matches we can stop and take some time as we're headed to the back and take more photos sign a little bit more autographs a little bit more hands and just you know so because obviously tv time you know it's from depending on where you live it's you know, seven to ten, or it's eight to eleven, wherever you live. So it's it's, you know, you got a specific time frame that you guys have to stick to because it's television. You know what I mean? And on, like you said, the live events, it's a different atmosphere. You get just as much excitement. You get just as much entertainment. You get just as much action. You get just as much, but you probably get. I don't want to say more because you get a little bit more time with the superstars. Like a lot of people will stop they'll make their way around the ring and shake people's hands or down the aisle. So you get, it, it is a little more intimate and you get a little more, yeah, you get a little more, I don't know. It's definitely a different environment. And we, it's not that we do anything differently, but we just, yeah, we'll be able to interact with you guys more. And we, we, we get to see you guys more and really take the time and look and, and feel and, and, and show you guys that we see you guys there, you know? Yeah, it's more personal, I, I think is a good more way. More personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm describing yeah. it. They got a great deal right now. You can buy four tickets for the price of three. Uh, great deal if you want to go. Ticketmaster. Yep, exactly. Ticketmaster.com. Use the passcode SPRING at checkout, uh, and it's a great card. Uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be there. He's going to be facing off against Seth freaking Rollins, which they had an incredible match That's at. A rematch. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, talk to me, man, I about. this match. SmackDown people will be in Germany that day. Really? So. Guys got like you said, Seth and Cody, AJ, Bianca, Becky, Rhea, and the triple threat match. So, nice. talk to me about Cody coming back. Like he's, I mean, it, there's probably his father. There's, there's no more influential wrestler out there. You can name him on one finger. And then he is, you know, he had a great career, um, but was not happy with it. Went away, did a whole bunch of stuff. Went to a lot of the places where you wrestled over your career, and then comes back and. Conquering hero doesn't even really seem like the right way of describing his reaction since coming back. And I'd have to assume in a locker room, like watching a guy leave and then watching him come back and have that level of response. It doesn't happen every day. What was your reaction to seeing his return? I mean, he's going to be at this card in Fairfax. What's it kind of been like going through that now that Cody Rose is back and part of the promotion? 
I mean, it's obviously great to have someone like Cody back. I mean, like you said, he went and did his thing. He went. We had a couple matches on the independent circuit as well. So to have a performer like Cody come back and get he got the reaction that he got is absolutely it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool to see his evolution. Like obviously the lineage of his family and his brother and his father. Like so to have him back and have that lineage, that history, that to have that back, it's 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 awesome. And I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad that he's finding his way. I'm glad that the people are taking to it the way they took to it. So uh, it's great. All right. I got three dorky wrestling questions for you, and I apologize uh, in advance. One is Ric Flair posted a video of him taking bumps with Jay Lethal at 73 years of age. I got to say, man, you're one of the most athletic wrestlers I've ever seen. I imagine you're going to keep yourself in shape for your entire life. But could you see yourself putting up a Facebook video like that at 73 uh, of you going out there and still rolling around in the ring? Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows this, 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 this business, it's, it's so hard to step away from because of the feeling you just get from it. Whether, like you said, he was not doing that in front of anybody. It was just him and him and Jay. So yeah. to be able to, it's, it's just, I mean, it's a feeling that you can't really describe and any way you can get that, that feeling is you're going to try it. And I, I intend on being pretty good in shape, but who knows? Who knows? I, I feel like I definitely will be active. I'm definitely going to be an active 70-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look at Vince. Vince is putting up the video. How old is Vince? 75 yeah. or 70 or something? Putting up the video of squatting like six plates or something like that. Like, it's definitely possible. It's definitely doable, whether it's me doing a wrestling video or a workout video or something. I'm definitely going to be an active 70-year-old man. Performing in some way, I would assume. Um, You've been in the ring with some giant dudes Jinder Mahal is probably one of the most yoked individuals I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like when you're doing a program with him and a guy as big and as strong as that, you guys have had some epic battles. Where does he rank as far as uh, monsters isn't the right word. I mean, he looks like he's carved out of granite, but where does he kind of rank in that pantheon of guys you've locked horns with? Yeah. Jinder Mahal definitely is a big dude. He's and, and as big. And he's just, especially someone like me. I'm like five ten or something. So, um, he's definitely a big dude and he's definitely got himself in, in great shape. But man, since I've been here in the WWE, I mean, it feels like I've only wrestled yeah. those guys, I've only wrestled Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe and Ginger Maul. And even like, so, I mean, Seamus, <laughs> I mean, so, like, it seems like those are the guys that I wrestle. So like, not like it, it, it kind of all like, Especially with someone like like Jinder, I just I feel like he's just so strong and just like you said, he's just so big. It's it's it, it's crazy to see, but he definitely he brings it. He he was definitely more aggressive too. You could tell Jinder's got a little more mean streak behind him now, so that actually helps add on to his size to to have a little more mean streak and not go out there and just think you're going to win. He, he he wanted to go out there and he wanted to win, and so. He definitely is high, high up there for sure. It certainly is. Um, the the part about WrestleMania two days, biggest thing in the world. It's not a wrestling event; it's a it's a pop culture event. And then I think a lot of people they tune in, like they tune in for the Super Bowl, and then it's you know three months until the draft. You guys are on the road immediately, and it's backlash, and it's hell. You're in Europe. I mean, the brands are split continents. Um, 
the part that I'm always it's not just staying in shape and being able to like clearly what you do in the ring is incredibly impressive. It's the mental part. It's that no days off and we're right back at it the second day. Like that's different in the WWE than I assume than any other promotion as well. It's like the grind, it just never stops. How do you you've been there for a minute, but how long did it take to condition yourself for that part of the job? Because I would imagine it's a fairly unique way to make a I'm living. Fine. 19 years i've been doing like 19 you know especially since 2010 is when i started going to japan right and i come home from japan and i have shows and then i travel to the uk and then when i get home from the uk i go back to japan for a month and then so like even in japan we have five shows a week you know sometimes sometimes we'll have three but usually it's like three to five shows a week and where i'm over there for six weeks and then i come home and then on the weekends i have shows so it's like I, I I ain't had a day off in I don't know how long. <laughs> but um, this schedule, it's like you said. Yeah, there's no days off. There's no off season. We'll have you know a couple of days off in the in the week depending on your Raw or SmackDown. But like I get like sometimes if I do a SmackDown and I'm not on the live events, I'll have like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, which is like and Wednesday. So that that's like something you look forward to. But a lot of times it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get home Monday and you leave Thursday again. So I feel like, especially from all the traveling I did, my body is already conditioned to being on the planes, being on the overseas flights. But and most of us actually, most of us have have, have done that. AJ Styles traveled the world through McIntyre. So so a lot of the people have conditioned themselves, and but this is literally the upper echelon of it. It's the it's the biggest promotion in the entire world, and. They want to continue to grow. They want to continue to expand. We are the ones that help them do that. And we are the ones that want to go out there. And they, we want to help them grow as well. Because if they grow, we grow. So it's kind of fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, as grueling as it is and as, as really tough as it is, because it, it really is. It's so tough. And especially if someone like me, like, going out there and I'm wrestling Seamus and McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and these guys, and I got to do it again the next week. So it's tough, but I've been doing it 19 years, so I wouldn't trade it for the world. Last question for you, man. Really appreciate the time. It is at King Ricochet on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, Ticketmaster.com. Use the passcode SPRING to get four tickets for the price of three. You can't beat that. If it's not you, take yourself out of the equation Give give me the superstar that you see finally taking down Roman Reigns at the bloodline and the bloodline at this point of this a miraculous streak they've been a part of. I could see a Randy Orton coming back as a doing it because I know he's not finished. I know he's been enjoying what he's got with Riddle, but I feel like he's still got an itch there that he he needs to scratch. At any time, AJ Styles can beat anybody on any night. So because he's literally just one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. So AJ Styles is for sure somebody who can do it. Cody Rhodes is back with a chip on his shoulder, so he could do it. Drew McIntyre is somebody who always wants to fight, and he's you know he's beaten everybody before. So Drew McIntyre hasn't in him to beat it. But um, it's really anybody's ballgame. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, especially with this roster, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, there's so many talented people, and there's so many people who at any given night can beat anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, good question. I don't know. It's a tough question, too. Although, if you're giving me Randy Orton and AJ Styles against anybody, I'd feel pretty confident in picking those two guys, so I think I agree with you. (laughs) AJ can beat anybody on any night, no matter what. So, 
It's hard to say. So it's it's all. I know he's got his hands tied up with Edge, and even Edge right now. Edge could be the one to do, you know. So because Edge is the ultimate opportunist, he's going to find something to get his way. So it's just it's anybody's ball game right now. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to try to climb that. Which mountain. is what you want. You want everybody on top. You want everybody to be able to be the main event match. Like you know, you can have Roman out there, but you can have Seth and Cody could be the main event, or AJ and Edge could be like. So it's like you want that. You want everybody out there to just be a banger. So. Again, it's it's open season. Anybody could do it. Certainly is. Followed your career for a long time, man. Congratulations on all of the success. Thank you so much for making time for the show today. Be safe out there, and I really appreciate the time. No problem. I appreciate it. That's the dude right there, Ricochet, at King Ricochet, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you check out the WWE at Eagle Bank Arena. First time in three years. Buy four tickets for the price of three with the passcode SPRING. Ticketmaster.com. Offer ends April 25th. Move fast. It's the Chad Duke Show. Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of the Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. There we go. This is Ask Shude. Send us your God questions, comments, or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com, and we'll get to them on the show. Emails? Yes, emails. Mailbag at chaddukeshow.com. Voicemails, 385-645-5375. So I, last week, I completely botched this, screwed it up. We got a lot of emails in. A lot of requests, by the way, Torfer does this bump to come back. I know we're not doing a BMI tomorrow. Ant-Man's big time in us, so yeah. maybe we do that tomorrow. We you can think, do that. You ready to become the uh, the arbiter of all things hippity-hoppity? I, I think I am. Very good. Took a lot of flack over the week, and also I took some shit because they said the last uh, does this bump, uh, Chad just listed a bunch of songs he likes. <laughs> so I'll try to keep it the one song for me. Okay, all right? Yeah. I, do, I do have one song, though, that I want to uh, okay. that I want to do. Um Guys, I love the show. I know Chad has mentioned numerous times, especially since leaving the sports station, he doesn't really care for many sports other than football. Maybe it sounds uh, maybe it sounds a little bit like basketball. My question is, Chad, do you think you would have been a bigger sports fan and maybe more into teams like the Nationals or Wizards and Caps if you had stuck with strictly talk radio format rather than doing sports radio? Jason and Ashburn, founding member, happy Easter to you and Tor and the whole team and your crew of loved ones. Well, that's very, very kind. That's a good question. Um, I can 100% tell you that... Being a sports talk radio host, I think for some people, does not change their passion for sports. It 100% did for me. When I was trying to get into radio, I wasn't trying to get into to hot talk. I was trying to get into sports talk from very early on. I was studying sports. I was trying to learn. I don't know anything about tennis or golf or any of that shit, so I was trying to learn about that. But I do not have the passion in me for – I hate college basketball. Like I can't even explain to you how boring <laughs> – when I see college basketball, it hits a very weird spot in me about how much I dislike it. Um, there's times when baseball's fine. Like, it's fine. I like going to baseball games. I, I On my own dime, I go out to, you know, I've been out to the Cactus League several times to watch spring training just to sit down and enjoy a baseball game. I love minor league baseball. Um, I, I just, it's too much. It's 162 fucking games. I There's 300 pitchers that are going to be deployed. I just don't. <laughs> It's arduous, man. It's fucking arduous. I just can't fucking do it. And um, football is the only sport other than the UFC, football and MMA, where I will watch for pleasure 100% of the time whenever it's on. 
if there's a if there's like the, the MLB MLB playoffs drawn, like the Cubs are playing the Indians in the World Series, yeah, I'm gonna fucking watch that and enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I pay attention to some of it, but as far as just, I used to really love the NBA. I, I don't love the game as much anymore, just because the nature of it has changed and it's become overly political. I don't like overly political anything, whether it's on my side or not on my side, whatever my side is. And the NBA, I think, has been kind of at the vanguard of that. So I don't like it as much as I used to, but I really respect the skill of professional basketball players way more than a lot of other sports. Um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I was a long-winded way to answer it. Yes, I don't like sports nearly as much as I used to because I had to talk about them for five hours a day for... 14 years or whatever the fuck it was. It was a long time. I go back and look how much time it is. And no, it wasn't a hard job. And yes, I was grateful for the job. I'm not bitching. But as far as tour, I don't know. When people get home, if they're selling windows all day, I can't imagine they want to get home and talk windows with people. It's uh, it, when the job becomes the job. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> You're not really... Sometimes the passion can can uh, it just goes away. It can wean a little bit. That's why I, I mean the wrestling. I stopped watching wrestling when I, it became a job. Like yeah. when I was doing the podcast and going to all the shows and doing everything. It's like and then also, I don't know. I don't know. You you want to be acknowledged as a voice in the community, and, and if that doesn't happen, sometimes you can lose some of your zeal for it as well. Right. That certainly happened for me with pro wrestling. But um, yes, I think there's some legitimacy to your. That's a good question, by the way, and I think there's some legitimacy to that. Chad and Tor, I had to reach out about two bits of the past week. I thoroughly enjoyed. First, I love the seven discussion. I never thought I'd ever hear a discussion of a top ten favorite moment of mine since they are all pre two thousand ten. I literally stopped what I was doing and listened intently. Thank you to Tor for being young and ignorant of the arts that came out before he was 10 years old. Thank you to Dukes for broadening and developing the young man's experiences. Second, I love the new Ant-Man bit where Chad makes Ant laugh so hard Ant actually repeats the last five or seven words of what Chad said before belly laughing. Does he do that? I haven't I, noticed I'll try that. to catch it next time. <laughs> it's, probably, uh, it's probably when we're doing like the, the what we just played earlier. <laughs> Unlike you bits. Uh, secondly, oh, I love the content, guys. I listen to every show twice. Founding member Joe in Williamsburg, VA. I hear that a lot. I, I I find that to be very flattering, that people listen to the shows more than once. Because that's what I do, Tor. I've, I've listened to the same Howard. I just told you I listened to Steak for Two for One again yeah. today. Uh, I listen to segments that I like over and over and over again as well. So um, that is flattering. Hey, I want to... It's fun to bust Tor's balls, but I've had lots of other producers that didn't watch anything good and then were unwilling to watch anything good like wouldn't even give it a shot so that's where i think tor deserves a little bit more credit than that email gave you thank you is because if i say hey man i think you'll really like this you'll at least go check it out yep and lots of times you do sometimes you don't did you watch the game yet i haven't watched the game yet no but the next time we do the bmi or whatever this is okay what is this Ask Shoot. And next time we do Ask Shoot, I want you to have watched the game. Okay. That is a request that I'll put in, okay? All right, take back everything nice I just said. <laughs> uh, hello, Chad. Do you remember when Tor was baffled at your reaction to his behavior about the orange and the glass of tap water at the tube steak lunch? Yes, I do. I'm going to have to listen again to his reaction about defending Monk's mother-in-law. It was so weird. It made for a good segment, but it was definitely odd. Jared. Yeah, um, I've noticed that with Tor where not only when he starts arguing about something, you get this level of incredulousness that anybody... It's very Joe-like where you'll be explaining something very obvious to everyone else to Joe, but he'll just be laughing because he thinks... He's so convinced he's right, he thinks you're fucking with him with what you're saying. 
and you have a little bit of that in you. The, the, the orange in the glass of water, trying to convince you how rude that was, was a perplexing moment in the show's history. Um, during Revelation, that was another one. And then this latest, and that was tough for me because I don't, I felt for, I don't want to attack you and your family or your relationship with your family, but I don't think that's what that argument was about. And I think that you were kind of, you weren't addressing the issue. You were saying, I love my dad. It's like, okay, I understand you love your fucking dad. That's not what we're talking about here. He said I couldn't hug him. You can't which, hug which him. Which I can. You I can't. Hugged, I hugged him twice at our last event. You didn't. Yes, I did. No, you, maybe I walked up and told you. So, you. so I want to make sure you're still, you still think that everything you said during that segment was cool and normal. I don't and, know what the hell I was talking about during that segment. It was weird. Dude. I know that I do have the capability to hug my father. You don't. The only reason you did it is because it became a gag on the show. You, it had been years. You said it. You said at one point you said I don't even remember the last time I hugged my dad. You hugged your dad because it came up on the show that it's weird that you don't hug your dad. That's not how we we bond or you're, show and, affection. And then we, you said, "Oh, we're dudes." And then you played the fucking your gay card. I was like, "What the fuck? Who's is wrong gay?" With you played that card during the argument where I said, "You can't hug your dad." You go, "We don't hug. We're dudes." We do and different I was like, things. What the fuck are you talking about? We'll go fishing. That, that's how Bro. we do some bonding. You can't scream out, "My family's really close," and you're not. You can't hug your dad or express I, yourself to him in any way, shape, or form. You just have to do what he says. Stop it! Everyone knows you've told too many stories on the show to control this narrative. It is out there. You want me to get a video of me hugging my dad? No, I don't. I want you to acknowledge what the conversation is about honestly. That's what I want. I want you to hug your dad for you. I want you to hug your dad for you and for your dad. It's That's what I want. That's how we operate. Right, because you're dudes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Because if we hug, we're going to we grab each other's peckers. Ooh. <laughs> That's not what it means. I guess you have your answer there. <laughs> uh, guys, I know when Chad's birthday is when's Tor's birthday. I really enjoyed the Pacifico sneaker segment. How Dukes can take a thoughtful gift from a friend and turn it into a problem and possibly nefarious act is hilarious. <laughs> My, my, I told my wife about that. She's not happy. <laughs> Why would you say that about him? Uh, thank you for all the entertainment, the bonus shows, and laughs. You do a tremendous job. Oh, Danielle Connor. Danielle, you are the MVP. You are the you're the sixth man next year. I tell you what, at the next uh, at the next uh, she's making a big push early on. She didn't even get nominated this year. She's got to get nominated next year. Um, when is your birthday, Tor? February twenty eighth. I remember it came like, oh, that is the biggest yawn. Did you fucking see? I mean, he just sucked all the air out of the room. Orgy, could you unlock the doors for Wesley, please, if you're going to be sleepy back there? I mean, get up and walk around yeah. if you're going to fall asleep, dude. <laughs> I love Orgy, but nobody yawns more in the studio than him. He doesn't like the show. I thought he said, ooh, like 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 something about my my birthday, and then I realized. And he slammed the door. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes, I did. I've, I caught him yawning like three times already, but that, uh -huh. that one was so, it was like a Mufasa yawn. <laughs> uh, Tor does not, another thing that I think you could point to the, this beautiful family that he says works so well. He's so fucking self-deprecating that he wouldn't even tell us it was his birthday. Like it came and went like it didn't exist. So I don't know. Do you want people to celebrate your birthday? I don't. It's when is it again? February twenty eighth. All right, mark it down. Rich Rodriguez, Daniel Connor, mark it down. <laughs> I I just do not make a big big deal. Of can it, we get really. like a can we get like a kabuki mask or something for 
orgy, so if he thinks he's going to do some yawning, he can just put a big, like, uh, <laughs> do me a favor, get a fencing mask. Okay, so he can And he can just put it on, so he can sit here and listen to the show, but if he needs to take a nap, at least I know that, it, you know, because I want him to be comfortable, he's a guest, but I'd rather him not sleep in front of us, if possible. Uh, shoot and tour, I had an idea for a kind of gritty version of the Friday Night Hootenanny theme song, so after work yesterday, I laid it all down, ooh. Hope you enjoy it. PSI, I'm the guy that made the Gears of Award Bode vinyl stickers. I don't remember those, but uh, thank you if you did that. Wow, that was a nice, God, that was a nice fade you did right there. Motherfucker. Hey, it's Wes the Barber. What's up, buddy? Uh, founding member Joe in Phoenix. Is this Joe Sniz? I don't think it's Joe Sniz, oh. no. <laughs> oh, you're Joe Sniz. I, that's what I was deemed yesterday. Hey, hey, Orgy, if you're tired, Joe Sniz has probably got something that can help wake you up. Yeah, swift kick in the ass. Uh, so we have a we have a Friday Night Hootenanny theme song here. We do, yeah, from our guy Joe in Phoenix. Let's get after it. I like this so far. Sounds like it's from Dust Till Dawn. This bumps. Not too shabby. Well done, Joe. Very different, too. A little grimier than I would say the, oh, uh, yeah. the rest of the Hoot songs. <laughs> well done. All right. We'll put that. In, well, we can't put it in the rotation. It's not a sunny one. Yeah. But it could be one of the ones we play leading up into it, I think. I think so, yeah. Tremendous. Thank you, Joe. Keep them coming. We always love it when people uh, bless us with song. Mr. Dukes, here's a different type of song for the show. Whoa. We got two songs back to back? Yep. Holy shit. It's called the Body Mass Remix. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it rather. Dan Dan the Drywall Man. What is going on here? Dan Dan also has one in. People have been uh, getting kind of creative. So uh, <laughs> man, keep the songs coming. That is absolutely tremendous. D man, do it again. Dan Dan the Drywall Man wants to do it again. Holy shit. D man in the house. Oh, that's way better than Danny Colton's deep fakes. All right, let's. Uh, it's fucking weird, man. Make everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> um, all right, so this is uh, the Body Mass Remix by Dan Dan the Drywall Demon, Man. Do it again. All right, let's hear it. Body Mass Index on the chat. Body Mass Index on the chat. Body Mass Index on the chat. Body Mass. Body Mass. Body Mass. Body Mass. Pussy like a white dwarf star. Oh, it took us fucking growth. On the beat shows. Grabbed it, grabbed it, lay. Grabbed it, grabbed it, lay. Chocolate choke wall, 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 full. Oh my god. Bozas, bozas, bruises. 
posers. Unlike you, I get money. 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 Spread those butt cheeks, I'm coming in. So incredibly foul. Spread those butt cheeks, I'm coming in. Oh my god. Oh my god. Spread those oh my god. Spread those butt cheeks, I'm coming in. Wow, that was fucking, <laughs> I had no idea. That was spectacular. I gotta say, that's two for two right there, Tor. With our music CD, whenever we choose to go to that well, yeah. that's gonna be a long one. There's some hits on there. There's some bangers <laughs> on there. All right, thank you to Joe in Phoenix and uh, Dan Dan the Drywall Man for the latest. Yeah, keep them coming. And if anybody else wants to, hey, okay, terrific. You lazy motherfucker. <laughs> uh, anybody else wants to get a song on in, uh, mailbag at chaddingshow.com. I'll also request uh, Hawk and Pound from, uh, they were very early on. In Hawk the, and Pound? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, they were early on in, in some of the uh, the songs that were playing. Oh, they fall off like Greg Luganis? Yeah. A, yeah. Bit. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> have. A lot of people have. No big deal. But if anybody would like to send in one of those, we, uh, we greatly appreciate them. It's a lot of fun. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Everybody, I've talked to you about our great friends at Manscaped a lot over the past year, and I've talked to you about the Performance Package 4.0 and all their great uh, lotions and exfoliators, but today I'd like to focus in on something that means a lot to me, and that, my friends, is the Ultra Smooth Package. It contains the Crop Exfoliator, a gentle scrub for the groin area, the Crop Gel, Clear Lubricating Shave Gel, the Crop Shaver, and engineered specifically to shave the groin, six replacement blades for the Crop Shaver, and a travel case. When I tell you I have never gotten a cleaner shave with this razor, manual, non-electric razor, the smoothest shave in the groin area, never once nicked myself, I've been doing, it's, it's, if I got a date, this is what I'm using. I'm going to have my, as it's labeled, groin area smelling nice. It's going to uh, be manicured to the T, however you want to. It is the best shave that I have had. And if you say, okay, well, I got my own razor for, for down below, use it on your face. It's going to be better than what other whatever strap hanger shaver you have. It, it, it's the tightest shave it is as smooth as it can get, and you're not going to get this with the other stupid-ass razors. 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping. How do you do it? Use Dukes, the promo code Dukes at manscaped.com, D-U-K-E-S. You're going to thank yourself, and you're going to say, Tori, you were right. That was a fantastic shave I got with the crop shaver from Manscaped, and I also got 20% off and free shipping with that. So thank yourself by going to Manscaped and making that purchase. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. There's three things that happened to me in the house that I'm still scared of. One is um, 
to go downstairs after everyone's gone to bed, like the wife and the dog are up in the bed, to go downstairs and stand in the basement. Um, yeah. I do it about once a year just to prove that I'm a man. But um, even thinking about it sometimes, mm-hmm. like I'll look at the basement as I'm going up the stairs and like move a little quicker. Uh-huh. Th- there's nothing yeah. down there. Yeah. What is that? I'm 43 years old. It's, it's odd. Like you I, still have that. I, I'm like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm brave. Like no problem. And then I get halfway up the steps, and then the the pace is like brrr. yeah. Because you're like you just assume whatever it, like it is is going to chase you. Yeah. It's going to burst out of that fucking door and it's coming after you. I don't know if that is that movies. Like what is the culture that? It must be a lizard brain thing, like something that when I we were apes so. swinging through the fucking trees, like a tiger just explodes through the fucking underbrush. Things are more more dangerous in the dark. But I'm never scared of a dude. Like, I'm never scared of a guy down. It would be much more likely there'd be a guy down there with a knife than there would be, like, a phantasm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Or some type of demonic presence. Well, I've spent a lot of uh, hours in the in the basement. You live the, in terror. You, you just, but, you know, when the whole family's asleep, spent many time, much time down there eating food, doing all that. But right. house is empty. I'm down there. Fuck that. L- lights are on. Well, they, of course. They have to be. Because if your mom and sister are home, they'll protect you. Don't, no. <laughs> and if they're not, then you're definitely going to die. It's a weird feeling of Can safety. Can you imagine if like, the demon manifested himself and it said something critical about Tor's father? Like, he, would just, <laughs> he would just curl up into a ball and fucking die right there. there. Um, so that is that still true for you guys? Because I remember, Tor, you had the whole thing, the whole rap when we first started the show where you had to put one of the bro dogs, like your position in like chess pieces, you had to put the dopiest one in the basement so whenever the, the monster would come, it would eat him first and yeah, he's, he's going to be up at the top of the stairs. Yeah, I, I'm safest. I got my swords up there. Something's trying to get up my stairs. Something though, right? It, it's facing the swords and it's facing me throwing myself down the stairs at it. <laughs> when, you're, when you're setting that up, are you talking home invader or are you talking like some sort of supernatural? Either or. I mean, I'll, if it's a home invader, I'm praying for him because he's not going to survive me jumping down those stairs. No him. one would. Yeah. You, yeah. Fucking Andre <laughs> unless, the Giant wouldn't unless, live through that. Yeah. Unless he has, well, unless he has a gun. Then well, he's not going to tore his dead body and yeah, yeah. crush the life out it of him. It might actually help him. Or help, the dead weight of me coming down on him. I, I, but, but what if it's like, a, like what do you think, like a, like a banshee or something? If it's like, a ghoul sitting there. What if it's at, a ghoul? Then That's the big question. Ghoul. What if you're looking down there cool. and it's a ghoul? I still think I have the high ground there. Okay. And I, I, I it, but if it's a poltergeist, you're fucked. But if it's like a werewolf, cool. I yeah. think you still at least got a chance. You're gonna get disemboweled, but you might like land a couple of fucking machete blows <laughs> on it as you're going out to that uh, big mansion in the sky. I might have a shot, uh, but I mean that thing would be able to break through my door. It, it, so basically, it's it's me versus. It on the stairs. I have audio, by the way, of Torres. He is watching the Wendigo eat the bro- the bro dog that is in the basement. So, and while well, he is safe upstairs. You know what I always say? Time to defensive to fucking you. He's bailing out the window with the fire escape fucking uh, ladder, and he's safely pitter pattering out of the cul-de-sac. I don't know. Um, the big one that I saw was I think it, it might have been Kumia. I don't remember, but somebody was tweeting about the um, the foot off the bed, and they tweeted this video of. The guy's foot hanging off the bed in this like hideous claw, like coming up to grab it, and he would move his foot. So every time he would move his foot, it would go back down. Yeah, and it was funny, except at the end, he gets killed by the thing. Um, that happened to me last night, where I had kicked the blanket off because it was I was hot, and I just had yeah. the left leg hanging off the side of the bed because the dog's in the middle of the bed. And I woke up, and I swear to God, it my foot was tingling because I was scared. Like my body just knows to be scared of having the foot hanging off the bed. There's nothing under the fucking bed. Uh-huh. I know there's nothing under that fucking bed. 
And yet, when I'm in the, it's in the middle of the night, and again, my wife's asleep, like my wife is going to protect me from whatever the monster under the bed is. Right. Won't the dog let you know there's something going on? You would think yeah. the dog would let you know. <laughs> yeah, because there was a beast under a the dog. bed. So uh, that 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 gives me some comfort. So you can sleep with the foot off the bed. Yeah. Oh. You're one in a million, brother. It's got plus, a, I got a big dick. I'm in the middle of the bed. <laughs> it, it all doors are closed in the room. Also. Right. You can't have the closet doors open. No, I'll throw all the clothes in the bottom of it. It's fine. It's got the door has to be closed. We've got this sliding door in my uh, bedroom that has mirrors on it. It's it's got to go at some point. But it like is the house adjusts it. The doors will rock a little bit, so it sounds like the closet door is creaking. Yeah, all fucking night because I got three fans in my bedroom. I got one going this way, one going that way, and a fucking other dog says, "What do you want from me?" And I got the fucking fan <laughs> up in the ceiling too, so all the air is moving around. Uh huh. And so it just sounds like the closet door is opening, and something's come fucking ghouling out of it. <laughs> I set the alarm when I take a nap. I set the alarm. I lock the fucking door. <laughs> I got a gun on the side, and I got I put a gun actually where my wife sleeps. And then when the dog gets up to take the nap with me, I have to move that gun over to another <laughs> side. And I'll be dual wielding. Like I, I'll go down. Like I doubt you could shoot something that's from hell, but I'm going to at least give it a shot. Right. The um, the foot off the bed. I, it, that also I don't know if that triggers like just something in your body for the 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 falling. You know when you're about to fall asleep, the falling jump jump right. away stuff. I hate that. By that, the way, that stinks. That's the worst. Um, when you ever in trouble scary. falling asleep? You, you yeah. just like wait back out. Like, you think you fucking can't breathe? God, and you're dying. that stinks. Uh, but it's like I I don't know. It's more. It's half comfort for me because I'm just like I don't need to have it dangling off. I wake up with a cramp or something like that. Uh, but it's also half. You know, I, goddamn. I, I know well. my security. I know I'm secure. I, I'm tucking my 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 feet. I'm tucking the blanket under my feet, so even if I'm moving around in the night, my feet aren't getting off the side of the bed. It is weird how many times I have been, it's been 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still drinking and having a good time and carousing. Uh-huh. But if it's like a normal night, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I wake up, everything's terrifying. Like, there's monsters, there's ghosts, and I'm like, I fucking am old enough where I know this yeah. isn't the way things happen. There, there are certain certain nights where it's, it gets into your head a little bit. What, what's the witching hour? Isn't that, there a time it's like 3... Well, 13 a.m. or something like I that, and joke. then it's like, oh, I'm not gonna you, say it. I think the witching why not? hour. Well, I think the witching hour is when your mother-in-law calls for reservations out. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I think the <laughs> the witching hour is when it goes from dusk till night. Is what I think. There it was is. something something three three a.m. or three. Oh, I don't There's know. There's a significant number there. I have no idea. Uh, in folklore, been... it's between three a.m. and four oh, a.m. Yeah. Spot on. What's the difference in that? Because you're getting close to dawn at that point. And that, that's a different type of anxiety for me, by the way. If like I'm trying to like if I've woken up and I'm trying to go to sleep, like if I know the sun is about to come up, ain't nobody going back to bed. Like I'm like, oh, God, my day's ruined. And then I start freaking out about that. It's terrible. I drink too much for me to not just be passed out through all this. I don't <laughs> understand it. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on ChadDukeShow.com for show T-shirts and koozies. Oh, what a week. What a week, and it's not over yet. Still have a big boy tonight. I am juiced up for some sandwiches. I'm juiced up to talk about baseball with Tom Lavero. I'm juiced up to annoy Dukes with baseball talk. I can't. It, it, this is how it's going to go. Me and Tom are going to talk for two minutes. Dukes is going to uh, talk about how stupid baseball is, and then we're going to re- repeat the cycle until he gets tired. Or until we have a donation where I have to shotgun a beer. 
One of those is going to happen, but it's going to be a blast. Chad Duke Show on Facebook tonight, 7 p.m. You need to be there to see this one. It is going to be a blast. Hopefully, I can resolve all my issues with Monk beforehand because I am greatly in- enjoying and anticipating a delicious sandwich cut with a beautiful slicer. And yes, for the first time ever on the Chad Duke Show, fifth mic, fifth mic will be the meat slicer. So you don't want to miss any action coming from that. This was the Chad Duke Show Friday show. Make sure to follow us on all socials. Uh, Twitter at Chad Dukes. Instagram to Chad Duke Show. YouTube page, youtube.com slash Chad Duke Show. And Facebook. Make sure to like uh, all the Facebook pages. You can check out Chad Duke Show Gaming as well. Like and follow that page. Like and follow everywhere. And then if you want to go the extra mile, become a Facebook supporter and subscriber. You'll get the full video back catalog. You'll get access to the secret supporter chat. So if you're if you're thinking, all right, I'm going to take the next step, head on over there, or go full Monty. Go to chaddukeshow.com. Hit subscribe. It's not like you're just getting the episodes from all of April. You're getting the episodes since the beginning of the show, since episode 01. You get those. So if you've been hearing a lot about a show from last February where I was out of Whitlow's and did something silly, uh, then you can go back and listen to that. If you have any, if there's an episode that has enticed you or a theme that has enticed you, you can subscribe, listen to all of them. If you're a Fortress Film Society fan, huge movie guy, you can listen to all the Fortress Film Society episodes with a subscription and you can cancel any time if you choose to do so. Anyways. I am going to head out of the studio now and start preparing for tonight's show. Can't wait to see you guys there. I can't wait to see you all next week with Shude back in the building. We'll have another fat and full week of shows on the Chad Duke Show. You know what I always say? Time to that and fence a few. Ta-da to fucking you.